Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Wathasha, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flynn. Your, your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Welcome to Enterprise Now. I am your host, Elsie Flinard, and we have a wonderful show for you this evening. I have with me in the studio, Katrina Cravey. I am so excited. I can't tell you. You can't see me, but I'm literally <laughs> jumping up and down in my chair. I am super excited. I am excited. too. <laughs> um, so, Katrina, I, I, I just want to mention a little teensy bit of your background, and then I'm going to let you kind of tell us where you're from. And as we do every week. You can go back as far as you want to when you were first born or you can start <laughs> at present day. So I, I do want to mention that that Katrina Cravey is an Emmy Award winning TV reporter and talk show host, formerly of Fox 6. So we'll talk a little bit about the formerly in a, in a second. But Katrina, tell us about yourself. I didn't know I could go all the way back to birth. You I don't go, have any birth. You, quest, you I don't have any good birth stories. Go all the way back to the day you were born if you want to. No, I, don't, I won't go back that far, but I will tell the story that I was just talking to you about because we were talking about our children and uh-huh. you've got the nine-year-old, I've yep. got the 10-year-old, you got a two-year-old too, yep. so you got a lot bigger job whole, than me. A whole different level. I know, um, <laughs> but one, how I got started in this career and getting up and doing public speaking was in sixth grade mm-hmm. and I had to give a speech and I had it all prepared in rehearsals that afternoon. Um, I didn't want to do it. I could visualize everybody sitting out there. And for some reason, my mom was sitting down there talking to the other ladies. And I went down and I said, Mom, I can't do this. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. And she whispered in my ear and she goes, if you don't get up there, I'm going to spank your butt in front of all these people. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I knew she'd do it because mm-hmm. that was the time back then. Now we would never. <laughs> you knew she meant it. <laughs> I knew she meant it. But she's like, you were always so afraid of getting spanked. Mm-hmm. You would do anything. So I just went right back up there. And we joke about it now because what if she hadn't? Mm. Wouldn't what if she had not pushed me to go outside of my comfort zone? Mm-hmm. And that as a parent, I think is a very hard thing for everybody. It's like, how do you end up making a kid that's going to try something? So gotcha. I did it. I got people clapped. And obviously I got the bug to be in front of people. Gotcha. Gotcha. So talk to me a little bit about how that's related to what you're doing now. Um, obviously, sixth grade. You're still young. You're still developing. So did you continue to do um, speeches and that type of thing or did you kind of shy away from it or? No, I kept I didn't do any public speaking. But then the next year in seventh grade, I was asked to do a uh, report for our Xeroxed paper. 
<laughs> it was really big. <laughs> it came in a Xerox to the rest of the class. Mm-hmm. But the teacher asked me to write on Title IX, which is the whole separate but equal. So any sporting event that the boys had, the girls had to have it too. But at our school, at Clark Intermediate in Clovis, California, uh, the boys got to use the gym full time. But the girls had to practice at Veterans Memorial Building that was right across the street. Mm-hmm. And that the floor was awful. It had cracks in it. I mean, you really had to bank the ball mm-hmm. off the pothole to mm-hmm. get to the other girl. Gotcha. So... Um, when that was going on, I didn't, you know, I didn't know really anything about it, but the teacher had said, will you do a story on this and interview the principal? So I thought, well, that's kind of cool. I get to interview the principal. So I interviewed the principal. And at the very end, I said, if you had to make a decision today, who would you give the gym to? Mm-hmm. And he said, the boys. And I went, okay. I didn't play basketball. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay. So I walked out of there. And then all of a sudden, it was like my parents were being called into the office. People were like, ooh, you were in trouble. I'm like, what's happening? My article was censored. Uh-huh. They had decided the principal didn't want to put it in the Xerox copy to the rest of the mm-hmm, school mm-hmm. because he didn't like the answer that he had at the end. Gotcha. And it went all the way up to the superintendent of schools, and they changed their decision. Wow. So they gave it half time to the boys and half time to the girls so that the girls got to practice a little bit in the real gym. So they had still home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really funny because I never got a date with a basketball player in high school <laughs> at all. <laughs> I was off the list. But it got me realizing that journalism, you can make a difference in people's lives. Gotcha. And later on, I drove by. I mean, I was probably in my late 20s mm-hmm. and saw the boys bouncing the balls over to Veterans Memorial Building. Uh-huh. And my dad just punched me in the shoulder because he's like, <laughs> you know, they had no clue that it was me when I was seventh grade that mm-hmm. wrote that little article that has them walking over there. Gotcha. So wow. it was cool. It was great. And I think it's another really great lesson for kids. Yeah. It's amazing how the, the little things in our lives help shape who we become as adults. Um, and that's true in business too, right? Um, it's, it's amazing how the little steps, the decisions that are made, the um, situations that happen shape who you become as a business person. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know just because I watch TV that you're making kind of making a transition right now from what you used to do to what you're doing now. Talk to us a little bit about that. It was a huge transition. For those of you who don't know, I was the consumer reporter and I was the main anchor and I had been on two different shows for Fox 6 for the last nearly 18 years. If I had just gone one more month, (laughs) I would have done the 18. My boss is like, are you sure you don't want to just go 20? (laughs) Top it off at 20? Uh Um, So it was an amazing career and I was blessed to have that job because it made me realize kind of back to where I was in seventh grade where it made a difference for people. And Context 6 during my time got back nearly $2 million for people. Wow. Which is impressive. And so I'm very proud of that aspect of my career in Mm -hmm. that time. Um, A couple years ago, I was asked to speak to a women's entrepreneur group. And I kind of fallen out of love with my story and telling how I got into journalism and all the same stories I just told you. Gotcha. (laughs) Um, So I was like, okay, what can I give these ladies that will really serve them? What what do they want to know? And then my husband came home and he goes, my mom's going to call you because her friend's son just started a business and he wants to know how to get on TV. Gotcha. And it's the number one question that people always ask me. They're like, how do I get on Real Milwaukee Mm -hmm. or how do I do this? You know, how do I become an expert in one of your stories? And so I started writing the speech for these ladies that night. And it was kind of just an overview of my thoughts. And 30 of them stayed after with their products. Some of them had their products in hand to show me and go, okay, what would you do? How should I get the media's attention about what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And so after that, I thought, uh, 
person who was on the board of the Better Business Bureau walked over to me later and said, you're sitting on great information. These people need to know this. And I came home and I started writing this book in the middle of the night, practically. I had a back injury and I didn't want to just sit there and whine. So I was like, okay, I'll just sit here and write this out, you know? Mm -hmm. So about three years ago, I started the book and then I just really felt like God had put it on my heart that that's my next step, that I needed to put this all together and get it going. And um, yeah, then the book came about and I decided that I was going to be way too busy. I needed to jump into this full time. And this is a huge leap. Mm -hmm. I mean, if your wife came home and said, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I want to give up this great job that I have mm -hmm. that pays us very well mm -hmm. and start something from scratch. You'd probably be going, what? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, it takes a family to make a decision like this. And it's a trust in me and a trust that God's got this. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to work out. I just, you know, when you just know mm -hmm. and you're just steady, you're going down the path, although you know nowhere. You, I have no clue where it's going to go. Gotcha. But I just know my next step. What's next day? Gotcha. What's going to be happening in the next day? Gotcha. Very cool. I have a ton of questions. Okay. Um, I was jotting them down as, as you were talking. So um, I'll try to try to answer the questions without um, going randomly in different directions, as, as I have a tendency to do as an entrepreneur. I'm like <laughs> thinking of three different things all at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know that it, feeling. <laughs> I call it the entrepreneur's disease. Um, so let's back up a little bit to... Uh, you spoke to women's entrepreneurs, you go home, your husband gives you this, um, this uh, insight on uh, what they might want. And you say, well, hmm, TV, how powerful is TV for small businesses or, or businesses in general? I think it's huge. The people that have come on the shows that I've been on later when I see them. I mean, I have one woman who is one of my testimonials who said she couldn't believe how many people came into her store. She wasn't prepared. Mm -hmm. She didn't have the staff to help these ladies out. And it took like an hour and a half to get to some of the customers because okay. that's how many people showed up. Wow. Um, another restaurant that a friend of mine went to after our story, it was an hour and a half wait to get a table. And they said, this is ridiculous. He's <laughs> like, uh, you guys just did a story on the fish fry that I've been making for years. It's mm -hmm. just a unique recipe. Gotcha. You know, and that it was just a story. So I think that people think of how much you end up paying for a commercial, 30-second mm -hmm. commercial. Now imagine getting three minutes inside the broadcast. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a game changer for a lot of businesses. Gotcha. So I, I think that's a good transition into um, actually. Let me let me let me display my entrepreneur's disease now, and let's go back <laughs> again, and let's talk about because I want to I want to hit on a couple of themes um, it, with respect to entrepreneurs. So. This book, you didn't just sit down yesterday and come up with this book. You started on this thing three years ago. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? Three years ago and then to get it because I just was writing it for fun, you know, mm -hmm. and then to get it to the point that it is now is you don't even know how much work goes into it. And wouldn't you say that about your business, too? Oh, yeah. No one understands really what it takes to put a business together. Mm -hmm. When you throw up that website, oh, it looks great. It's fine. You don't know how many decisions you made mm -hmm. on the logo and the colors mm -hmm. and the font and how you want the you know buy it now button to look exactly i i i'm i mean i talk about entrepreneur's disease mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. there's sometimes where i think little bits of brain matter are going to leak <laughs> out of my ear because everything's just turning so fast in my mm -hmm. head yep. so yes it, yeah. it's a long journey mm -hmm. and i think that anyone who wants to start a business it's incredible and it's fun and at the same time 
you have to be ready to really do the work. I don't think anybody realizes how much work it is. Yes. And no one does it for you. Yes. You know, I want to pay to have people do it for mm-hmm. me. And even when I want to pay, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not done exactly the way. Like, mm-hmm. I will like, okay, now I'm going to just have to jump in because my vision, mm-hmm. how do you, you know, you know how that is. Yep. How do you get your vision across? Yep. And what you need to do. Yeah, I think for especially small businesses, you talk about budget and paying other people to do stuff. Um, I always tell people that I am the janitor. I'm the engineer. I'm the everything. You know, when you're you're first starting out, you don't have a huge budget. You don't have um, a lot of resources that you might have um, in corporate America. You can't go to the marketing department and ask them, what do you think about this logo? Does it need to be um, this type of format? Do you need a a transparent background or all the little details like you mentioned? Mm -hmm. You have to learn that stuff um, over the over time and and just from trial and error. Um, And I always try to get that point out to entrepreneurs. It, it may seem glamorous, but it is a lot of work. There are nights where um, I know myself where I just take a nap. It's not it's not really sleep. I just kind no. of close my eyes for a couple of hours and then it, I'm up and, and it's, then you're the, going it's again. the next day. And I'm constantly checking my phone. I'm like, OK, today is Monday, right? <laughs> because <laughs> right. when I woke up, it was Monday and, <laughs> and I go to sleep and it's the next day. And I'm like, OK, I'm so confused right now. I don't know what day it is. So but but it's a fun journey. Um, and like you said, it's it's there's a lot of gratification, um, just knowing that you you had a vision, you have a a, a passion, and you saw it to completion. So um, I definitely uh, get that point. So you mentioned it takes a family. Um, how important is that having your family on board when you're you're launching out into the deep and you don't know what's going to happen? <laughs> you're like, throw me a line. Will you please throw a line out here? It's so important. Um, my husband is a graphic designer and animator. Okay. I met him at Fox 6. Gotcha. So he doesn't work there any longer. And actually his company, Epic Creative, is creating the website and all that. But of course, okay. I've gotten some freelance on the side, uh-huh, uh-huh. if that's what you like to call it, a little freelance. <laughs> um, but he made the video and he did all of that. Okay. So I think he's invested. I think it was good for him to see the class that I had done in the video that we shot there because mm-hmm. he wasn't there that night. And then to see the testimonials and people after. He's never said you shouldn't do this. Okay. But I also encouraged him like several years ago. He wanted to go work for the Brewers when they got that big new scoreboard. Okay. And he was taking a pay cut to go and do that. Mm-hmm. And I said, but he's always loved the Brewers. He wanted to work. And I said, okay. So he's kind of told me I owe you mm-hmm. from working for the Brewers. Gotcha, I'm like, okay. Gotcha. Now, does oh. he get, did he get discounts on Brewers tickets or? <laughs> I cannot reveal those oh. secrets. Yeah. He, right. there was, I think that we got some where you have to pay taxes and those kind of things. Oh, so nice. Yeah, That's it was good. good. Yo, and it was great. It was in the year that they were winning. It was awesome. 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 Well, Katrina, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in a few minutes. Locally owned and operated businesses are the backbone of our local economy. They employ upwards of 70% of the residents and are the sole sponsors of our recreational programs for our children. Without them, a community ceases to exist. We may not be able to change the economic state of our nation, but we can certainly do so on a local level. Rely Local is a new locals-only business directory. No big box retailers or national chains. Just locally owned and operated businesses who play a vital role within our community. Rely Local is not just about printing local coupons and finding local jobs. It's a campaign to restore strength within the local economy. We rely on these locally owned and operated businesses every day. Can they rely on us? Save time, save money, strengthen your community. Visit RelyLocal.com today. 
I'd like to welcome our premier sponsor of the Enterprise Now radio show, the Waukesha County Technical College Small Business Center. The WCTC Small Business Center is a community service initiative of the college with one primary mission to help entrepreneurs start and grow small businesses in southeastern Wisconsin. The center offers a variety of low-cost to no-cost resources, including non-credit courses, services, and networking events, all designed to help real-world entrepreneurs succeed. Remember that passion without action is just a hobby. For more information, visit www.wctc.edu slash small business, then contact center manager Russ Roberts directly at 262-695-3468 or you can email Russ at rroberts at wctc.edu. We're back on Enterprise Now. I'm your host, Elsie Flinnard. I have with me in the studio, Katrina Cravey. And I'm super excited. She has a book coming out, by the way. Um, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her book and, and what it means to you. Um, I know my listeners out there are business owners. They're entrepreneurs. And we're wondering, how do we promote our business? How do we get our, our brand out there? How do we promote ourselves? And so if you're listening tonight, my guest is a person that you need to reach out to because she can help you get your business on TV. Um, so, Katrina, let's talk about your book. All right, let's talk about it. Yeah, the book, like we were talking about, three years in the making, mm -hmm. um, just trying to take everything that I, as a journalist, think. Because really what you need to do is sell to the media gotcha. first. Mm -hmm. But you need to know what the media is looking for before you can even reach your customers. Gotcha. And that's the thing that most people forget. They think, okay, we have a grand opening. Just put out a press release and we're going to have a grand opening. Mm -hmm. The media gets about 50 grand opening press releases per week, you know, so why is yours different? How can you put yourself outside of the pack and go, okay, look at me, because there's some elements that TV media needs to have to make it where we want to call you. Gotcha. And you don't have to make those cold calls. How much do you like? making those calls they're they're not fun no it's not fun and you're nervous <laughs> and you know you call the assignment desk and the assignment desk is probably dealing with some breaking news or something and they're like i can't take this call right now and then they hang up mm -hmm. not that i've ever heard that before but perhaps <laughs> um so there's ways of writing the email and that's one of the things if the web on my website if you go there and you get on my email list you'll get a template for how to write the killer email okay and it's really short i mean i think that people realize Okay, I've got to write this huge news release. Mm -hmm. No, less is more. We're scanning. Think about what you do. Do mm -hmm. you like reading long emails or short? I, I don't. Yeah. See? If, if it's longer than a couple of, I mean, if it's longer than a paragraph, um, you know, and, and right. my, I already have the entrepreneur's disease. And so by the second or third paragraph, even though I'm reading it, I'm not retaining what it says. So. At least you're honest. Yes. Because that's exactly what I, I do the same thing. I think when we were scheduling this thing, I was like, yes, I will be there. You know, and it's like it was two days later or whatever. I wasn't computing it right. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's what people really need to know is some of the elements that TV needs. And that is having a person that can be really engaging mm -hmm. on TV. Gotcha. And that takes practice. And that's something else that I'm doing too. I'm coaching people on how to get on TV. And when you do, how to dress the table, okay. how to dress yourself. Like mm -hmm. what color's good? 
just a little hint here so you don't have if you're like i'm not going to go to the website um white is not a good color to wear you can't wear all white mm -hmm. white shirt on a man with a business jacket fine but you know you wear all white the cameras iris up and everything gets kind of weird so gotcha. you know just things like that that you need to know like even if you were going into the studio mm -hmm. you'd still need to wear makeup are you comfortable with that mm -hmm. you are i am <laughs> I thought I'd stump you on that one, no? Yeah, but a little powder or something for the guys to take mm -hmm. off the shine. I mean, some yeah. guys... My, my shiny forehead and... No, <laughs> your forehead is fine. I'm looking at you right now, it's fine. Um, but once you get into TV and a studio and you start to sweat a little bit, because you're probably going to be a little nervous, mm -hmm. and that's something that you have to be prepared for, how to keep down the nerves. Gotcha. You know, what do you do? How do where do you look? Like, let's say you're sitting right next to someone like me, mm -hmm. and we're about to go live on TV. Yeah. You look at me, you look at the camera. That I do not know. You stumped me. Okay, you're going to look at me. Okay. Okay, the camera's really reserved for the host. Okay. So the host is going to come out and go, hey, welcome back. All right, I'm sitting here and blah, 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 and go on, right? Mm -hmm. If you start looking too much at the camera, you're going to look too salesy. Uh -huh. You're going to look like you're addressing the audience directly and not giving the proper respect to the host. Gotcha. And the producer's going to be like, what are they doing? You know, and they may not invite you back because they think you got too salesy. And the trick really is you need to teach our audience something, the mm -hmm. media's audience, which is the mass population. Mm -hmm. So what can you teach our audience? Gotcha. And then stick with the host. You can look over to the camera just a little <laughs> bit once you get used to mastering that, just to kind of look over and go, hey, I know you're important out there, but I was told to look at the host. <laughs> you know, but that's those little things people don't really know. And no one coaches you on this gotcha. unless you're going to a PR firm that's going to sit down and practice with you and go over the videotape and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Until now. Until now. Until right. now. I mean, that's, you guys just got an, like, I don't know if, if you're going to charge me for that information <laughs> or if we need to uh, send the check in the mail, but, um, <laughs> but that's all good stuff. So help us understand, I guess, what it is that, that you do. I know you mentioned the, the business, uh, the coaching to, uh, in terms of, how businesses can you mean how i'm going to survive media. yeah yeah <laughs> how are you going to uh, make money yeah. and please that husband that let yeah. you go off yeah so what what are i guess some of your your services on I, I know what i heard you say was um you know some media coaching uh, that type of thing how to reach out to the media what other things are um does katrina cravey the entrepreneur or the business um owner offer all right thank you for asking i appreciate that Elsie. <laughs> um speaking as a professional speaker, so my title, which is always fun to give yourself a title, oh. is professional speaker and publicity coach. Okay. So I'm doing speaking engagements. Um, I have one coming up that is all about pumping you up for customer service. Gotcha. Because there's so many things that I've learned over the 20 years. It's uh -huh. not just how to attract the media that I have knowledge on. It's how to make yourself a little bit better in teaching your team how to succeed. Um, so I have speaking engagements for that, I have several different topics. I call them keynote conversations because okay. it goes with my name, you know. <laughs> Katrina Cravey's keynote conversations. Ah. Um, so on my website, you'll see all the different conversations that I give. Um, and I've already, I'm already blessed in the fact that I have five bookings right now that nice. I'm like, okay, so that's good. Nice. Um, so I have that. And then I have coaching, which I do by the hour. Okay. 
Um, it's $250 an hour, and then I break it down, and of course you get a discount for a half day or a mm-hmm. full day. Okay. And I will do group sessions as well, and that can be with corporations like PR companies. If PR firms say, hey, we've got a lot of new associates and we want some training on how to really tackle TV media, okay. they would call me in to do that, and I do half days and full days for that. And then I have where it's blended. So let's say there's six entrepreneurs out there listening right now. They're like, oh, man, that's a little pricey. I can't really afford that right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You get everybody together, and then I'll come up with a place that we can all meet, and I can do a half day or a full day gotcha. session where what you end up walking away with is a media map that goes over, okay, I'm going to listen to your whole story mm-hmm. and find out everything about you, and then I'm going to figure out what are the key points that you should be highlighting. Gotcha. A lot of people don't know what to highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought up that example of the friends of mine at Pixology that had that high-speed scanner for scanning your photos. Uh They just thought it was a normal piece of equipment. For the average Joe, wait, I don't have to put that photo on a flatbed, Mm -hmm. you know, scanner? Gotcha. So I need to kind of look at all that and go over that. And then I'm going to figure out, okay, so let's sell your story, how we're going to sell it, and then where you need to sell it. Where is your key audience? So you need to figure out, okay, what TV station, what show is going to be the best for it. Mm -hmm. And then there's other, it's not just TV media. I mean, I know a lot about all the other media. Um, I'm on the board of the Milwaukee Press Club, so I know a lot of people in a lot of different areas. Gotcha. And then I just kind of say, okay, this is what you should do. And then you walk away with this media map, which gives you some solid, I'm one of those ones, you know, in my consumer reports, I didn't just say, hey, this was the problem. I say, this is the problem. Mm And this is what you need to do to protect yourself, make mm-hmm. yourself better. <laughs> I don't care. Just listen to some of the things, the tips that I'm going to give you. Gotcha. And, and I think it's totally worth it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because you'll pay thousands to try to buy that kind of time. Yeah. Talk, talk to me a little bit about customer service. Um, you're, well, actually, let's backtrack. I, there was an, an event at WCTC. It was a women's. It was a women's event, and I and believe, you were there. I, I was. I, I believe I was one of the only gentlemen uh, present at that event, and yeah. I I witnessed your your speech, and I I must say I was I was very impressed. Um, I thought that um, it was it was um, it was concise, um, but it was packed with uh, the pertinent information. Good, and um, you were funny. And um, I try really hard. <laughs> and I, I just thought it was a really well put together um, presentation. So I thought I'd say that to you face to face and in front of all the uh, the listeners. Um, wonderful job. Thank you. And um, didn't make me feel uncomfortable at all. Um, she only mentioned it a couple of few times. That there, <laughs> there are only, were only three, three men. <laughs> three men in, in the entire uh, building. I think I was going <laughs> to lay you guys all down and run the bus over you, right? <laughs> Something but, like that. But you weren't too hard on us. So I appreciate that. No, so customer service, how important is customer service in business? It's huge. And I know how difficult it is for you to hire people that have the same mindset that you do about your business. Mm-hmm. I know that's difficult. And so then how do you instill in them the customer service that you want to give? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that comes down to the hiring of who you have. I mean, over the years and time that I've been working you know there's always people around you it's that whole 80 20 20 percent of the people do 80 percent of the work kind of thing you want to find those 20 percenters gotcha that's what you got to find um but customer service is huge one of the best stories i love telling and only because the woman had a british accent which i do not do well (laughs) but it's a good story 
Um, so context six, I was taking care of a problem that I was not getting answers to. Mm-hmm. And just a little tip for businesses out there. If you don't respond to context six, it makes it worse. <laughs> it makes it worse. So respond. <laughs> if you respond, there's a good chance that we'll just send the response on to the um viewer mm-hmm. and it'll be done gotcha. but if you don't respond then you're going to get a call now from jenna Sachs. Mm-hmm. um but it used to be me mm-hmm. so i called this woman she was the administrative assistant for the head person and we'd been trying to get in touch with them i mean we were just moments away from rolling in with a camera and coming in there you know hot as gotcha. we would call it mm-hmm. And she said, if you don't mind me saying, you're just a glorified customer service woman. And they just, which, you know, if anybody ever says, if you don't mind me saying, that's about, it's code for, I'm going to say something rude, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So when she said that, I think she thought it would make me upset. And I listened and I went, you know what? I said, that is a perfect title for me. That is exactly what I am. I'm like, you're right. I said, I am a glorified customer service woman when you don't have customer service. And when you have such poor customer service, it's so bad that somebody would call a TV station mm-hmm. to get their problem fixed. Because that's pretty bad. I know. <laughs> I know, right. Bad. When you're that desperate, then that means they haven't taken care of you at all. Exactly. And I said, I love it. I said, I really appreciate you letting me know, and I may put it on my business card. Okay. And I said, however, I need to take care of this problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like <laughs> let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but customer service, I mean, it can make or break you. That first person, I always said the first person who answered the phone calls for Contact 6 was huge. How they handled it, how they made you feel. Mm-hmm. We have someone right now at Fox 6, because, you know, the whole tagline is because you matter. Her name is Val. She's incredible. I love her. Every time she answers the phone, she'll say, you know, good morning, Fox 6, because you matter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, I asked her, I said, Val, did they ask you to do that? And she's like, no, I just wanted to do that because they do matter. Gotcha. And I'm like, can I kiss your face? Because I want to <laughs> kiss your face, you know? And she was the one handling all the Contact 6 complaints. Gotcha. So, I mean, I knew I was in good hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really good story because sometimes people will will say and do things that and and sometimes it's, it's, it may be justified that will cause you to not have the best customer service but i think having that poise um it's a maturity thing it um, is. being in business for uh, a, a period of time you, you you begin to realize um and you begin to to develop tough skin and, and thick skin and, and you kind of take a step back sort of like you did and say hmm is there is there any truth to the the criticism right and if so what do I need to do to make adjustments or to pivot so that I turn that criticism into a positive and right. implement that and, and, and kind of grow and from learn there. from it and learn from it? You know, failure is one of those things that everyone's so afraid of. But let me tell you, I'm learning a ton right now. I can't imagine. <laughs> you know, and, I, and there's things I'm not doing correctly or things I wished I would have done differently mm-hmm. had I known the end. Yep. You've got to be okay with going, guess what? I made a mistake. I'm going to try to make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think humility is, is so important as well. Like I'm, I'm probably too far to the um, the other side with, you know, if I don't know, I just say I don't know. And it's okay. Right. Now, what you do after that is important. If you don't know something, do you go and try to figure it out? Do you go to a resource? Maybe, you know, it's not my area of expertise, but maybe I know 
Katrina Cravey and maybe I can right. call her up. Or I know somebody. I know a guy. And you're not just sitting there saying, well, I don't know and I can't help you. Uh, one of the, the pet peeves that I have uh, with working with people in general is don't present to me a problem without first saying, OK, how can we solve the problem? We may not be able to solve the whole problem right now, but we can take baby steps. You know, I, I, I right. talk I talk to my daughter. I'm like, you know, Nia, how do you eat an elephant? Um, and the first time I asked her that question, she gave me that look like, Dad, what are you talking about? An elephant is huge. I'm small. I can't eat an elephant. And I said, well, you eat them one bite at a time. You know, and then she's like, oh, OK, I see. And it's the same thing with business and in that. life. It's like, OK, it's a huge problem. Take baby steps. You may not be able to accomplish the whole thing right now, but take one step today. Take right. another step tomorrow. You'll probably have to take three steps back the next day, but then take another step forward. And before you know it, you look back and you're like, wow, look how far I've come. Uh, so that is a great story. I'm going to tell that to my son because our <laughs> thing is so funny because our thing is I always say eat the biggest frog first. Gotcha. You know, when you get up in the day and you have a, something that you don't want to do, mm -hmm. that's the thing you should do first. Gotcha. And he's like, okay, eat the biggest frog first. And then I heard my dad, I was just in California, mm -hmm. and my dad said, eat the biggest frog. And I, I didn't even realize I had gotten it from my dad. Uh -huh. I think so much of that is stuff we don't even, you know, it just comes out of us naturally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, another quick funny story. Um, um, apologies for, for talking about my, my little ones, but no, it's um, great. They're, they're the, they're, they are literally the apple of my eye, so I can't help talking about them. Um, so, She's a budding entrepreneur. She has about 50 dolls. Okay. And what kind of dolls? American girls all or different kinds? Different kinds. Of dolls, yeah. Okay. And so what she wants is she wants um, some American doll accessories. And I don't know how much you know about American dolls. They're girl. expensive. They're very expensive. What is like a dress for $40? It's yeah, the same as her like dress. Normal clothes. So I said, <laughs> so I said, unless you can shrink down, you can't have it. So I said to her, I said, okay, um, you know, Christmas time is coming up and. Um, you want these these accessories. Here, here's what we can do. Take some of your dolls and we're going to sell them. And you're going to take the money that you make from selling those dolls and buy some accessories or put towards some accessories. So we did. We put a, uh, a little website up for her, um, an extension of my website, and took pictures of her dolls. She wrote out a, a description. We discussed the pricing of the dolls. We put the pricing up there. And she's already sold, I believe, eight dolls wow. towards her, her goal. So, um, so she I'm surprised that she was willing to give them up. Was it hard for her to make a decision on which dolls? It was at first, okay. but one, one thing that I told her, I said, well, don't sell a doll that you wouldn't want to buy yourself. That was the first thing, because some of her dolls don't look like they did when we first bought them. She's cut their hair and all, <laughs> all kind of things to them. They, they, so just you not... basically said, <laughs> sell the bad dolls. So I, I said to her, don't sell the ones that you wouldn't buy. So we took those ones that were, you know, still used. Um, uh, what's her uh, slogan? Uh, they're used, but they're just right for you. Oh, is that that, that oh, that's great. With. See, so that we, is a good tagline. That yeah, is awesome. So, so we came up with it. We we made up uh, some business cards and, and she sold eight dolls. So um, so I, I try to instill those principles, if, you know, even if she never continues being on the entrepreneurial uh, road, you know, I, I think just having that thought pattern and saying, OK, I have a challenge. How do I how do I get to where I want to want to be? And even if she's not an entrepreneur, she'll be an excellent employee. Mm hmm. You know, because you're thinking about what you can do to make things better. Yep. 
And your boss should love you for that <laughs> because you're looking at problems and you can solve them. Yep. No, that's terrific. Yeah. That makes me remember my brother and I had a lemonade stand, mm -hmm. but we did it on a wheelbarrow because we grew up in a, where they were building houses and okay. we would just mobile lemonade right to the construction <laughs> workers. Yeah, I do. But you know, that it might that might be why I ended up doing what I'm doing now because of having that spirit of adding up how much the lemonade cost and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Good for you. Yeah. So Your daughter, so how many accessories is she getting? I don't know. It depends on how many dolls she sells. But I think the effort that she's made so far, uh, I'm just, you know, I, I'm going to get her whatever she needs. You know, I mean, I'm so impressed. <laughs> she's with her. not listening right now. Just so. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm so impressed with her. Um, everything from we, we broke out. We made a deal on the percentage because I'm doing a lot of work for her. So right. Said, OK, you keep 85 percent. I'll take 15 percent. You keep you take 85 um, percent of the shipping and the, the, the material costs and, you know, um, I'll eat 15 and um, we have a little spreadsheet. We drew it all up in handshake that's deal and, and the whole night. So, uh, so yeah, um, enough about that stuff. No, that's awesome. That is exactly <laughs> what you should do. And I think parents need to do that. I think my mom, when it came to the cost of the lemonade, split it with us. Gotcha. But at least we knew that there was a cost. Gotcha. So what was your biggest challenge when you made that transition? Was it, you know, not knowing which direction to go or talk, I guess, Talk to me a little bit about the biggest challenge that you have. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because looking back at it, I think the biggest challenge I had was my persona of being me. Okay. I, I'm going to be real honest. That was really the hardest thing for me to get over to think I'm not going to be on TV. Oh. Uh -huh. You know, I, I still, I love a live crowd. And so I'm still up there and I'm still out in front of people and mm -hmm. I'm doing KLH on Wednesday and um, Friday mornings. Okay. So I'm still on the air a little bit, um, but not being on TV and not being Katrina Cravey, the person you call to help. Gotcha. Um, that probably took me two years to get my mind wrapped around it. Okay. Because I knew that I was going to have to make the decision. And every day I asked myself, are you really going to do this? Mm -hmm. Are you really going to do this? Um, and that was the hardest part. And then really honing what I wanted to do with the business. Mm -hmm. When I first had the idea, I didn't really know how to package it and to market it. Like I didn't know, okay, well, well, business owners, do they want me to come? And how would I do it? How am I going to structure this? And then what is the pricing? And mm -hmm. coming up with a business plan. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the whole, I did it for two or three days and I wanted to puke all <laughs> three days. Any of you who have done a business plan, my hat is off to you. Because, I mean, when it comes to the numbers and crunching and trying, and you don't know, like I guess in my mind, I thought, well, people who make business plans have a real plan. Like they know it's going to work. Mm -hmm. No. The plan is just so you have an idea of what you should be doing. Gotcha. It's not going to be what the customers are going to do. Gotcha. You know, so that was that getting over myself and not being on TV and mm -hmm. then making the actual business plan were the two hardest things. Wow. That is a lot of good information. I, I wish I could take uh, credit for this um, saying, but um, and I wish I knew who said it. But <clears throat> excuse me. They um, the saying was write your goals in stone your plans in sand because your plans are going to change. Mm -hmm. uh, I could tell you that with a, a hundred percent certainty, what you think you're going to do that when you start your business plan is going to change, but your goal is always going to be the same. So goals in stone plans in sand. And uh, to, to your point there, so good. getting over yourself, 
it, it's even though you are the focal point, it's not about you. No, it's not. And that's what I gave that speech that night to those ladies. It was like, okay, what can I give them? And I think for any business, and I write this in the book too, you start your business because you want to do good for people and Mm -hmm. you think that you have something to offer. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly why I'm starting it. I think I have something to offer. I see a problem in the industry. Mm -hmm. I see a problem with businesses, especially smaller ones that don't have a huge budget. Um, And offering them something to give them a start uh, to get going. And when you do have to really become humble in the fact of, Realizing that you're going to make mistakes and putting it out there, but knowing that you're doing it for the right reason. Gotcha. Wow. That's really good stuff. Um, you know, I can't say enough how important being humble is. Um, and being humble is not necessarily being shy or or meek or um, or or that type of no, thing. No, you don't it's, want to be a pushover. It's, it's really just about having the, the self-confidence in uh, because you put the work in. Um, mm-hmm. I, I go go back to a, a sports analogy. Um, in, in high school, I play I play basketball, and I wasn't I wasn't so we would have never yeah. dated. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't the um you know the the typical you know hey look at me type of, of jock, but I was confident because I was the guy who on Saturdays I was practicing, I was in the gym, mm-hmm. I was at you know I was I was that guy. Um, so when I stepped on the court, I was confident that we were going to win. Not right. because I thought I was anything, but no. I had put in the work. You, you know? just expect to win. I expect to win. See, and I'm an athlete too, and I was always and captain of the tennis team. I ran one extra, you know, lap that everybody else didn't, but mm-hmm. I did. I mean, it was just one of those, one of those people. Yeah. And that's the thing that the coach said at the time: she never cheats herself. Mm-hmm. And you can't cheat yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to do the work. And just like you said, if you've done the work, you feel okay. Like Mm -hmm. I have a client now, speaking engagement, and I wanted to make sure that they marketed it right. Because 10 people show up, I'm going to feel horrible. Mm -hmm. You know, they're paying me money to come and speak. Mm -hmm. But I knew, okay, so I had all this marketing material and I made sure that I said, this is the way that you should probably market me and get this out there. Because Mm -hmm. I could take the check. No problem. 10 people, 100 people, no problem. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do that. Gotcha. I mean, as a business person, I know some people would. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I gave them everything I could give them mm-hmm. to help them market. Because in the end, it's my reputation. Mm-hmm. They don't show up. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's the whole thing. And then now I feel fine. Mm-hmm. You probably felt that same way playing basketball. You practiced on Saturday. So you felt fine and confident for the game. Mm-hmm. You did all the work. You're going to feel fine and confident in your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's so, so related because in, in, in business, you know, we talk um, and we don't get too technical on the show on purpose. Um, but, you know, I, I, t- I talk to businesses and, you know, we talk about income statements, balance sheets, P&Ls. And I get this look like, dude, what are you talking about? That's from my accountant. And I, I try to tell them, I say, no, you you need to know the 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 shape of your business you need to understand you may not be able to generate an income statement but you should be able to look at one and say okay here's here's where i am here's where i need to be you should know how to to establish a budget you should understand that stuff and and be confident enough to um and humble enough to know what you don't know and if in the areas that you don't know i'm going to come to you for that go out there and, and get the help you need um so that's that's really cool now uh, when when you got into business, how 
how technical were you? Did you know um, about the stuff that we just talked about, the income statement, balance sheets? And, no. And, and how did you get over that, that challenge? Okay, first off, I have a really good accountant who is helping me put all this stuff together. Um, and I have so many good friends who have come out and said, okay, like on your mileage, this is what you should do when gotcha. you write down your mileage mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, everyone's giving me really good advice. So then you have to see we through the advice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like when I always told people to get three bids. You ask three people that mm-hmm. do the same thing, you're going to get three different answers. It's yep. just the way it is. But then you have to go in your heart and go, okay, what resonates with me? Gotcha. Do I agree with that? Yes, I agree with that. Okay, then how am I going to implement it? Mm-hmm. No, for some reason that just doesn't feel right. I'm not going to take that person's advice, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the financials, I'm not strong in that. <laughs> Maybe in six months I will be. <laughs> you got to remember, gotcha. I got to get some money first. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I and I have really strong people that can help me through it. And my sister-in-law is an accountant. Gotcha. And she sat me down with an Excel spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, like a year ago, because I actually incorporated in 2014 and didn't start this Two, I mean, it's been two years. Okay. So I've spent some money along the way mm-hmm. where, you know, I didn't really have to do a return, but I wanted to see how do I put this all together and how do I do a balance sheet and how gotcha. learning all these programs, Excel, mm-hmm. PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Right now, the ebook is going to be in three different versions. It's like a PDF, an ebook, <laughs> but the graphics that were made for one don't fit the other. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, all these different, the technology that everybody has to use mm-hmm. is, it, that, that blows my mind. Yeah. It kind of makes me want to go back to reporting. Yeah. And, and to your, <laughs> I knew how to do that. We talked a little bit about when you're, when you're the person, all those little things you have to know. You have to know, mm-hmm. like, for instance, the Instagram size and Facebook size, the LinkedIn profile picture size and mm-hmm. all that different stuff. You have to, to do all that stuff. And it's uh, and it, it needs can, to be a high resolution picture. And then what kind of picture? Like, well, that's one of the things in the book. OK, if you're going to be sending your pictures and everything over to the TV station, mm-hmm. what size do they need? Gotcha. How do you ask for a full screen? Mm-hmm. You know, something that comes up with your logo and all that. How mm-hmm. do you ask for that? Gotcha. Um, you know, all those little things you have to do. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's mind blowing. Yeah. We're going to probably have people listening right now going, <laughs> I'm never doing a business. I can't do this. But we follow that up with it's it's gratifying and it's fun <laughs> and it's rewarding. And, and if it's on your heart and you have something to give to the world, give it to the world. Exactly. You've got to die knowing that you did everything you could with what was inside of you. Yep. Don't leave anything trapped that's in your brain. Get it out to the world. And never in the history of man have we had the opportunity right now to broadcast. I mean, everybody with YouTube, mm-hmm. all the different social medias that we've already mentioned, you yep. have the ability to reach millions of people if millions of people start listening. Yep. Very true. Well, Katrina, we're going to take our last break and then we're going to come back. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. Sometimes you can try so hard at something. Sometimes you can be so, so prepared and still fail. When you say, when you are where you are right now and you say, I can't take this, I can't handle this, I don't want any more, this is driving me crazy. You are saying, I don't want to go any higher. 
most of you won't be successful because when you're studying and you get tired, you quit. And I'm here to tell you today, if you got a, somebody came to my office the other day crying, I said, look, don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. Don't cry to quit. You already in pain, you already hurt, get a reward from it. Don't go to sleep until you succeed. Listen to me, I'm here to tell you today that you can come here, you can jump up, you can do flips, you can be excited when we give away money, but listen to me, you will never be successful until I don't have to give you a dime to do what you do. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? Keep your agreements. Keep your agreements that you make and establish a network of people who will also do that. You gotta have an insatiable appetite for success, all right, for knowledge. You gotta want it as bad as you wanna breathe. You gotta believe. Believe in what? Believe in yourself? Believe in your dreams? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen to me, I challenge you. Why do I challenge Because I know you can't. I feel, listen to me, some of you, you're not even in the game. Can you do me a favor? Get in the game. You could be great if you just showed up. Get in the game. You want to be great. You want to do great things. You want to have greatness. You want to be great. I've often said a man's character is not judged after he celebrates a victory by, by, by what he does when his back is against the wall. So no matter how great the setback, how severe the failure, you never give up. You never give up. It's possible for you to live your dream. It's necessary that you associate with winners, that you work your system, that you are relentless, that you never give up. It's you, you've got to take personal responsibility. You've got to make it your personal business to make it happen. And you've got to resolve within yourself that I can do this, that it's hard. But you've got to say, I'm the one. I'm the one to make this happen. Welcome back to Enterprise Now on WQYLDB Radio. I have with me in the studio, Katrina Cravey. She, in her uh, profile here, says that she loves entrepreneurs almost as much as her husband and 10-year-old son. <laughs> it's true. They're so cool. Like, <laughs> I think that when I first started this whole thing, I just loved every time an entrepreneur came into the studio. Mm-hmm. And they'd say, well, I just made this and, you know, we're marketing it right now. And we got into some of the stores. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. How did you do it? Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to know everything about it. It's kind of funny because Rob Haswell, our weather guy, 
he said to me a couple years ago, he goes, you're going to start your own business. I can tell you just geek out like mm-hmm. anytime anybody's in the studio. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I want to just be near people like that. Mm-hmm. People that are willing to take a risk. Gotcha. And my family, I had a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. Gotcha. My uncle had a pest control business. He drove around with a big spider on the top of the truck. <laughs> um, my other uncle and aunt in their late 50s started a trophy shop um, that they do in Atlanta now that's doing really well. Okay. Bought a business and then, you know, built it up. Okay. And it was one of those, we were always talking about it as a family sitting down for dinner, Mm -hmm. how you could do something, what could be the next greatest thing. My mom was an entrepreneur. She was a real estate broker. Um, So... You so know, it's, it's kind of in, in the blood there. It's in the blood. And I never thought that I would actually do it myself. Mm-hmm. I just thought I would geek out around people who came into the studio uh-huh. until I was like, all right, the Lord's been working on me because <laughs> now I want to try it. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, you're going to just have to take the jump. And mm-hmm. sometimes you have to take the jump. And if you're afraid of taking the jump, there's some things that I listened to while I was preparing okay. um, to take the jump. And some great advice that I got is usually nothing that you do in your career as far as getting out of what you're doing right now will kill you for life. Mm. Like in my mind, I thought, man, if this does, you know, this could be horrible. Mm-hmm. It's not that horrible. Gotcha. It, you will, even if I decided this isn't working out, it's not what I want to do. I have a skill set where I mm-hmm. know I could get a job, mm-hmm. you know? So there's nothing that you are going to do that's really going to wreck you. Even though it feels like a cliff, it's probably just like a little edge of a mountain. <laughs> gotcha. like, it's a little edge mm-hmm. and you're going to have a hook and you can, you know, put that pickaxe right into the wall. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'd like to know a little bit more about your your book, um, when is it coming out? Um, how can we get it? Um, how can we reach out to you? I have the book. Just so you know, I purchased the book, so I am eagerly awaiting my copy. And it will be out beginning of November, so right. we're just a couple days away. Okay. Um, and yeah, you can get the book on KatrinaCravey.com. It's going to be on Amazon as paperback. Um, and paperback on my website and ebook on my website. Oh, and I cut the audio book. Nice. I know. It took seven and a half hours sitting in the audio wow. room for them. So you're reading your own book to people. Mm-hmm. And then anytime you make a mistake, they play it back in your ear and then you pick it up. You okay. just start the next sentence of where you made the mistake and you know keep going gotcha so it's two hours and 40 minutes long some people ask me is it seven hours (laughs) no i'd made quite a few mistakes Mm -hmm. and had to do it again so the audiobook is also on my website which is just katrinacravy.com and for those of you like how do you spell it it's pretty easy it's katrina and then cravy is like gravy but with a c nice c-r-a-v as in victor y gotcha now I'm, i'm curious now so did you have prior experience recording in a recording studio? No. No? So- well, I mean, I've been on the radio quite a bit over my career, uh-huh. but I had never been, I mean, when we cut our audio for TV stories in an audio booth, mm-hmm. but I'd never been in one for seven and a half hours. That's a really long time. I, it wasn't all in one stretch. Okay. I did it in four I gonna, hours. I was going to say, that's a, that's like a full day of, of work, <sighs> and that's uh, that's long. I did four hours, and I didn't know any... This is the other funny thing. I didn't know anything about how we were supposed to do it, and neither did the people we were producing it with, because okay. you know not many people around here do audio books, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So then we realized, after I was all done, that Amazon, and I'm still trying to decide if we're going to post it to Amazon, but Amazon... Um, requires you to have an ending and the minimum requirement is to say the end okay Okay. (laughs) so i'd gotten done 
I'd gotten done and then hadn't said <laughs> the end. Oh, no. Okay, so then I had to come back for just to say that, right? But I, it sounded so weird to just say the end. And the very end is like all the acknowledgments. And I said, and to my Clovis High School journalism teacher, David Menindian, I'll probably have to send him this book. Mm-hmm. And then you can't just say the end, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So I'm like, to my journalism teacher, I'll probably have to send him this book. And then I just had to go, well, that pretty much wraps it up. The end. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotcha. All these things that you don't know, mm-hmm. you just, like I said, you just learn. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a, a really fun uh, experience. Mm-hmm. So your um your speaking engagements are you do you do any coaching on um, um helping other people learn how to do speaking engagements? You know I haven't thought about that, but I could probably. I mean I think that one of the things about my teaching is not just if you want to get on TV media, mm-hmm. it's about how to engage an audience, how to do it quickly, concisely, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people tell stories where. It doesn't come around full circle. Like you need to have whatever your personal story is, relate to them and Mm -hmm. have them have a takeaway. Gotcha. And so, yes, I think that my teaching would be good for anybody who was like, let's say, I don't know, that deals with the public doctors, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes anybody who needs better communication. Gotcha. Well, I I was in I'm I'm a a part of a couple of networking groups and we have have um, every week when we meet, we have a five minute speaker. Mm-hmm. So your um, goal as a five minute speaker is to kind of elaborate more and tell the group what it is that you do, what you have going on, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a, a doctor stood up and he's a, he practices Chinese medicine and cool. I was floored. He he drew out um, a, 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 a grid on what he did and explained it. In such simple terms that I could understand it, right? And That's it, what it's and all it, about. And it made sense, and it would, and he did it in five minutes. Um, so I tell to uh, entrepreneurs and business owners all the time: you need to understand how to articulate your passion and how to um, communicate your passion to other people, whether that's other business owners, or the media, mm-hmm. or your customers. You should be able to articulate what is it, what it is that you do, how you do it, why you do it. And, and be confident and when be you confident say it. When you say it, yeah. But because you understand it yourself. Yep. I think the people when they start to stray and go all over, I always wonder, do they get what they're talking about, or <laughs> mm-hmm. are they just grasping here? Yep. You yep. know, you do need to be able to do that, and that's one of those things for Toastmasters mm-hmm. is really good about that. My husband's going through the Dale Carnegie course right now. Okay. So he, it was funny. He's like, oh, you'd be eating this stuff up. You, he's coming home with the books mm-hmm. and stuff. He goes, it's funny. He goes, you do a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And he used, you never had the training. But my family sat around and talked a lot. Gotcha. So I think it was, why are we listening to Uncle so-and-so? <laughs> you know? So I think that training for people, communication is a lost art mm-hmm. in our society, and especially for our kids. And if it's not texting, mm-hmm. how do we teach them to talk? Yeah. We um we were sitting at home and Nia broke out her um her iPad and she's like a wizard. She's but then I I say okay Nia go to the the laptop and open Excel and she's like um okay and then it's just like it's a whole different just, thing. It's a keyboard. It's a keyboard. Yeah. We play this game and I probably really messed up in the game, so don't go back over the whole interview today <laughs> and count how many times I said you know or uh. Mm-hmm. So pick three different things. Yep. And then at the dinner table, say, we're going to have a conversation, but mm-hmm. you cannot say these words. And every time we hear these words, mm-hmm. we'll buzz you. Gotcha. 
Okay. Yep. And then see how long you can go without saying those words. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. It's very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. My husband will say sometimes, especially if I've been hanging around with my friends, you don't realize this, but you're saying like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. You know, my wife will will get on me about that, and I, uh, you know, you cannot be a bigger critic of me than I am. And I look, listen back to some of the shows, and I'm like, oh my goodness, why did I say it that way, or why did I do that, or and but I think it's it's, it's a healthy part of the process of growing and getting better. It's like okay, that wasn't perfect, <laughs> no, by a long shot, but next time. I'll get a little bit better and a little bit better each time. And then eventually I'll be actually, I'll actually be good at it. Maybe. Oh, and then you're I'll good get at it. No, you're great at it. This, uh, has, so been, this a- has been great to talk to you. You're really good at it. And it would be hard if you really start to think too much about mm-hmm. words. You don't talk. Gotcha. That's what I'll tell my husband sometimes. I'm like, yeah, it's easy when you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you have to talk as much as I do, mm-hmm. you just sometimes if you self-monitor you never say anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. So our time is coming to an end already. It's say it every, isn't so. every week. It just goes by so, so, so fast. So first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I, I, I enjoy meeting cool people and um, you're a, a very cool person. And I'm so glad that you um, sat down with me to, to chat about your business, your journey. Um, I love hearing the journey of people, of entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, I'm excited to see where it's, where it's going to go in the future. Me too. Um, and, and thank you very much. No, not a problem. Um, so parting words for uh, potential entrepreneurs, business owners, any advice that you might have to, to give to them? Keep breathing. Gotcha. Stretch your shoulders, get away from the computer, uh, take a walk, and realize that you're not going to get it all done in one day. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I'm saying to myself. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's that's really good advice. So you want to give us your contact information once again? And- yeah, that'd be terrific. Um, it's KatrinaCravey.com, and my email is Katrina.Cravey at KatrinaCravey.com, just in case you didn't get it enough. <laughs> um, and my phone number is 262-229-1555. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you again, Katrina, for, for joining us in the studio. You've been listening to Enterprise Now. I am your host, Elsie Flinard. And we are broadcasting on WQILDB Radio. I want to send a quick shout out to a couple of new shows that we have on the station. Baseline to Go Line. They are a sports talk um, podcast. They've joined our lineup. They've been on, I believe, for a few weeks now. And you should check them out. Go to their uh, Facebook page. Like them. Um, show them some support. They are out there on iTunes as well. So subscribe to their podcast and tell them that we sent you. So Baseline to Go Line. Guys, I know that you're listening. Thank you for for joining the family i'm super excited to have you on board to um to be colleagues in in this great endeavor so um i appreciate your support and um all the knowledge that we've been able to uh collaborate on Um, we also have another show called csmi that's going to be broadcasting on wqil shortly so be on the lookout for that support them and what they're doing and um and yeah so wqil is growing so we're excited about what we're doing um i'm having a blast enterprise now is growing um having a a fantastic time meeting all of these wonderful entrepreneurs business owners hearing their stories watching their journeys um even since the first show um i've had uh, guests that have grown since the first show and and uh, and it's just an exciting thing all around so thank you for everyone who's listening go to our website wqyl-db.com 
slash podcast. We actually have a podcast as well, and we'll be out there on iTunes so you can subscribe and write a review. Let us know how we're doing. Um, as we talked about earlier, sometimes we, we make mistakes and that's okay. We have challenges and that's okay. Let us know what we could do better. We're always trying to get better. We want to provide information to small business owners, entrepreneurs, and the like so that we can all grow and learn together. All right. So thanks again for listening. You've been listening to Enterprise Now on WQYL DB Radio. Talk to you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.